Welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider Weekly podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews. Coming to you from a crack in the tile inside of your kitchen, I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis, and joining me today, he's in a Rube Goldberg machine sliding down in between the drywall. It's my co-host, Dave Trumbor. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? Woo-wee. You gotta check out this slide here, boy. This is fun. <laughs> Why did you come off very, very Southern? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm down here in Georgia, just True. being part of the part of the culture down here. I mean, <laughs> what accent would you prefer coming off of a interior wall drywall slide? I don't know. I don't really think that any of these like Cockney. Is that what these characters? No, definitely, definitely not. not. No, nobody maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Something maybe tropical. Maybe something like tropical. I, yeah, something tropical island specific. <laughs> no, I'm definitely kidding. not that. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Either way, it's a lot better than my joke about uh, pursuing my PhD in, like, wall vacuuming, which <laughs> makes zero sense to anyone, even in the context of this show. Oh, uh, it makes – it actually it, – it will make sense. We in promise about an hour. It, it will make sense in about an hour. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Uh, <laughs> which is funny because, you know, so often when we're talking about a cartoon, we think, man, this cartoon was only 20 minutes long. You know, we probably only watched one episode to be able to make our snap judgments that we're always making for these cartoons and yeah. give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down in terms of how you should spend your time. Today, I think we watched this cartoon for more time than we're actually going to talk about it. Yep. So we are going to really try to condense as much as we can into a fun little tin, I guess, that we're going to pack a lot of littles Just into that tin. Just a lot of littles. Just cram them in that, like sardines. Yeah. I mean, that's drown them in oil, preserve them, roll them I up. I mean, they're like approximately the same size as sardines, right? They're bite size. Oh, yeah. More or less. If you're wondering and have no idea what we're actually talking <laughs> about, don't worry. We're going to help you out. Yeah. So we have mentioned previously, and we are getting a lot of heat for this, our cartoon lawyers have told us that we have to start digging into all these listener recommendations and suggestions that you've given us, and we really have to get into them. Turns out we have another one from our buddy Ben. Ben has called and he has recommended that we watch Here Come the Littles. We'll, we'll break down some of the nuance behind this. But if you remember, Ben has actually called in and he's made recommendations previously. He had recommended that we watch Kissy Fur. Or Kissifer. Or Kissifer, depending, depending on, on you know, which where, one of us where, is talking at the moment. <laughs> where in Georgia you're from. Right. <laughs> so to help give some context, we're actually going to hear from Ben in his own words. So Ben, take it away. What's up, Sean and Dave? This is Ben again. I'm reaching out to you because I have another cartoon I'd like to request you guys do. It's called Here Come the Littles. And it's about a civilization of little elf-like creatures that live in the walls of human beings. And there's one main kid named Henry Big that knows about them. And it lasted three seasons. It was one of my most favorite cartoons. I think it was the first cartoon I ever watched as a kid. So I'd love for you guys to... Watch it and check it out and share your input on it. Um, my name is Ben, and you have permission to use this clip. I can't wait to see it, and thank you guys for viewing the Kissy Fur cartoon. Talk later, guys. You're awesome. Bye-bye. I'm so glad that we have Ben's permission to be able to use this because we have been illegally using Ben's voice for user Our lawyers are so mad about so everything. So frustrated. <laughs> like, so frustrated. You're not doing the thing we asked you to do, and you're doing the thing we asked you not to do. We basically have one job <laughs> to be able to do, and that's and we're doing a poor job at it, so we're okay with it. want to pause and say that a lot of you have made recommendations over social media, online. These are all fantastic. Yeah. We can't thank you enough for, for 
telling us to watch these specific cartoons. But guess it's, what? It's the whole point of the podcast to begin yeah. with, honestly. Like, we want to talk about cartoons that you guys are into with you guys out there. That's the whole reason we do it. I'm going to Oprah style the secret this and just say, we'd love to not program this show anymore. Mm-hmm. You tell us what you want us to watch and we will review it. Will that go poorly for everybody? 100% guarantee. <laughs> That's the SMC guarantee, yeah. is that it'll 100% go poorly. Which our lawyers just sent me an email. They are pretty pissed about us guaranteeing anything at 100%. Yeah, it's weird that they could send Legally a cease binding. and desist in the middle of us doing the they show. They had a draft ready to go. They knew it would happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's still got blanks in it. Right. <laughs> they got to fill those in. They do, guys. But speaking of filling things in, you can go into the bio of any of our social media and you can click a button, it's gonna tell you that you can suggest a cartoon to us. There's a form, fill in what you want us to watch in that form. Or if you're like Ben, super friend Ben, you can call a phone number and you can leave us a voice message like the one that we just included. The number is 202-681-4406. This'll be in all of our show notes, so don't worry about memorizing it or writing it down. So go and call that number, leave something. We will review yours and give priority if you call and leave a message it also ensures that you get the proper shout out. And the most important thing is, is that we will guarantee, because of our cartoon lawyers, that we 100% review that specific cartoon. There it is again. I got another inbox tick just went up. That's all right. Yep. We're fine. No, no. We'll just, well, you know, we legally have to do these. So we're just, we're going to get them out of the way. We're, nice. we're, we're in it to win it. For today. Yeah. For for Ben's for Ben this what is a for maniac <laughs> kiss her and then the littles or here come the littles we need to we need to actually Let's break clarify. this down yeah. yeah exactly so Ben has recommended that we watch the cartoon here come the littles well here come the littles is actually a 1985 American Luxembourgish Canadian Japanese French animated fantasy project that was produced in France by Deke Enterprise and that's a movie. It's an actual like movie length. I think it's like 75 minutes right. feature called Here Come the Littles. And that's so, what Ben said. That's what he said right. in his clip. Right. But Here so, Come the Littles and Here Comes the Problem. There was also an animated series that was part of this. I guess you can call it a franchise. So we were Sure. Like, which is just called... <laughs> it's absolutely a franchise. The Littlesverse. You the know, Littles of course. Verse. Well, and everything was adapted from uh, from books by John Peterson, too, which had been around since the 60s. So... This was uh, an originally an animated series from uh, Deke, uh, made for ABC. So we had both, and we were like, "Well, we don't want to disappoint Ben. So what are we? What are we going to do?" So Sean, what did we end up settling on tonight? We watched the entire series run of everything, right? No, of course not. We're not oh, we going to do that. No. We're, why did you do that? <laughs> for Ben, it's, it's so much stuff. Just sorry, for ben. ben. Not happening, Ben. Oh no. What we ended up actually doing was we watched the feature. Here come the littles. And then we watched season one, episode one of The Littles, which is an episode titled Beware of Hunter. If that doesn't sound like it's grammatically correct, again, we'll get into <laughs> it when Dave explains show. about his PhD in vacuuming. Yeah, and drywall. Which actually, yeah, which is actually relevant to how that happened. It is. So we watched the movie and we wanted to see the continuity in what happened when it translated and transitioned over into an actual ABC produced uh you know, still with Deke kind of behind the scenes, but as it moved into a, a television format and a series, we wanted to see exactly what this looked like. And I think this one was actually, we usually get a movie and then transitions into an animated series. This one, I think, was the reverse. If we've got our years right, so Here Come the Littles, the feature, was 1985. 
The series ran from 83 to 85, so it was actually the series came first. But either way, we wanted to see how those two kind of uh, adaptations kind of spoke to each other. And there are some oddities that we really can't, we really can't account for in voice yeah. acting and direction and animation. It's weird. So it'll be an it's interesting not- talk. Some of it just does not seem to make sense in terms no. of that timeline, and I'm I'm okay with it. That's I'm fine not, too. Yeah, or, yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> just it doesn't really. It just doesn't um, matter, Ben. Just doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter, Ben. Great suggestion, Ben. Doesn't matter at all. Ah. <laughs> uh. To help you understand and give a synopsis of the littles, we're gonna toss this over to a longtime listener in front of the show, Bobby Anthem. He's gonna give us a breakdown in terms of what we can expect for the littles. So, Bobby, take it away. The Littles is an animated series about a 13-year-old boy named Henry Big who goes on vacation and finds mouse-like creatures called Littles in his suitcase. There's a whole family of Littles. Frank and Henry Little raise their children, the excitable Tom and the helpful Lucy, with the assistance of Grandpa and Cousin Dinky. Together, the Littles and Henry get into all sorts of adventures, big and small. Awesome. Thank you, Bobby. As always, Dave... How are we going to fit Bobby into the Littles verse as it is for him? You know what's where interesting? Where is he going to contribute? Yeah, it's interesting. In the movie, the Littles, there's only like a, one family of them. We get some parents, some kids, a cousin, and a grandpa. That's it. In the series, there's like an entire civilization of them. Right. So I feel like, I don't know. I think Bobby in the Littles civilization could honestly be whatever he wants. He could be a rap god in the Littles. Like, I don't think they had this in this very this very French and European and basically, honestly, very white uh, civilization of littles that they had. So I feel like if they rebooted this, yeah, 100%. I'm just imagining this, like, all white town of the littles and just, like, something happens and, like, they respond to a certain incident and just somebody just screaming world star in the background of it. I would it. love it. It would and be Bobby like like did. a like a trolls movie that just it just makes no sense. It's completely crazy, but I'm 100 percent here for it. Yeah, you're yeah. there for it. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Yeah. I think that that's a perfect fit for Bobby in this show. Syrian Bobby, when we reboot this, yeah, you in. When we when we restart the Littles verse, which is yeah. top top of the list for the both of us right now. <laughs> oh boy. So in order to kind of discuss and get into the Littles for this discussion, we're going to break this apart into three specific segments. We're yeah. going to talk the good, the bad. And not the ugly, surprised you, the LOL. Not the spaghetti western. We're going to talk about things that were good about Here Come the Littles and the Littles. So much content. We're going to talk about some of the things that didn't resonate with us. Some of the things that we didn't like. We didn't, you know, they just, uh, they didn't work for us. And that's fine. And then finally, we're going to round this out with talking about the things that made us laugh, whether it was uh, intentional or unintentional. We also just want to recognize that we know that a lot of time, effort, energy, and especially money, sweet, sweet cartoon bucks, Mm. went into making both this feature as well as also the series itself. So we're going to be critical, but at the same time, this shows like what? It's, you know, 35 years old. (laughs) So it's like generational at this point. Yeah. Pick and choose your battles, gang. Like, yeah. if you're upset about this, like, we're going to hear maybe. from the Littles fan club and our lawyers after yeah. the show. <laughs> oh, no. Tick went up in inbox again. So here we go. Here we go. So let's get into the good. Let's talk about some of the things that we really did enjoy about yeah. this. Uh, so between the, the movie and the series, we're going to kind of go back and forth a little bit to talk about this. We also might just kind of draw some comparisons in terms of what worked well between both of them. Right. So, Dave, uh, just in terms of 
where we are right now, kind of talking about some of the good for the littles, uh, movie in the series, anything kind of like jumping out at you? Where do you where do you want to begin? We got a lot to lot to take lot to jump into. Yeah, so like high level stuff for me is honestly the the conceit and the story. So whether you're yeah. talking about the movie or the series, you basically have uh, a story that should be familiar if you've you know if you've read The Borrowers, if you've read The Littles, if you've watched uh, Secret World of Arietti. If you've any any of those shows where there's sort of like the normal quote unquote human world, and then a parallel uh, civilization of of tiny miniaturized humanoid creatures that are living alongside of us, so whether they're elves or fairies or borrowers or brownies or whatever you want to call them, it's basically that kind of story. And I really like that because it's not only very imaginative, it's very fantastical and very creative. The sense of scope and scale with those size differences is something I've always loved in storytelling. So to actually get to see the world of the Littles and how they incorporate things from the human world to make their own stuff just on a very uh, much smaller scale, I love that. Um, you know, even things like David the Gnome, when we would go back and you would you would live in kind of like the larger world of the forest, but then you'd go down to their size and, and go inside the tree stump and uh, see their house. Their house looked normal because everything was scaled to them, but if you were to compare it to the outside world, they'd be super tiny. So... Just one of my very specific peculiarities with like stories like this. <laughs> I love scope and scale, and uh, the littles was is definitely in that category. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, you think about all of the all the movies, the books, and media that we've yeah. had over the years that have kind of addressed this. You know, uh, Indian in the cupboard. Sure. Um, Gulliver's Travels. Know, yeah, Gulliver's Travels. Uh, Stuart Little. Yeah. Um, you know, even the, even small soldiers, I was just, just thinking that I was like, I yeah. don't know if he's going to say small soldiers, but it's in my head now. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. we're on the same wavelength. Almost like we've been doing this for six years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you think about all these things where you see that, that fun scale that David kind of mentioned and like that, that gets really enjoyable because I, for me, it goes down to sort of that basic idea of just the secret yeah. of, of like the secret that there is a thing that we as like regular people don't know exist. And and that to me is super fascinating. To Especially know that there as is, kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To know that there is, I mean, even as an adult. Sure. You know, to know that there is like that completely separate world of like fun things that are going on that I have no idea about. You know? And and guess what? I don't want to get involved in them because I got enough on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's cool to kind of think and and see that imaginative interpretation of exactly how they execute on this. Yeah. I mean, these are very close to being just like tiny, tiny little small humans. Just with tails. Just with tails. Yeah. I, I was kind of interested in, in the way that they approach this too, because you can set up that story in a number of ways. Like Sean was talking about the secret. This, the, the little people civilization can kind of keep themselves secret from the quote unquote bigs, as they call them, or the humans. Like fairies and elves, they tend to... Know, historically keep themselves separate from the human world, uh, separate from even knowledge or awareness that they exist. This show plays with that idea in a number of ways, but they also kind of like open that door and, and, and Sean's terms kind of like share that secret with the kid and pretty much nobody else. So it's like Henry Big is the the connection for the kids watching this show. And then he's also the one who discovers the littles and gets to kind of be friends with them along the way. Yeah. It's so confusing because there's a part where all the littles <laughs> refer to actual people our size as bigs. Right. But then Henry's name is, is literally big. big, B-I-G-G, yeah. as a character, and his parents as well. And so they, they continue to call everybody bigs, but then there is an actual 
big. But then there's another point later on where when we meet the family, they call themselves the Littles. But then later we meet an entire, like, civilization, and we don't know if they're all the Littles or if that's right. a family name. And then we also meet a doctor later on who's like, I've discovered a race of diminutive elf-like beings, which I call the Littles. I'm like, wait a minute. Do you know, like, the family? Did you get, like, their post, their, like, their mail <laughs> intercepted somehow? <laughs> like, how do you know their their name or what their species is called? But anyway, yeah, it, for it's, a later it, discussion. But, yeah, but it's weird because we get a cousin that's introduced named Dinky. Right. And we never really know if his last name is Little as well. Like they don't, I, I mean, it is just kind of like everything group, I've read. But yeah, he's just kind of, like, grouped in with the rest of them. Right. You know? And that's probably pulled over from the books, too. Unfortunately, Ben did not get to read the entire uh, book franchise. Just didn't have the time, but, but yeah, maybe because, in the future. Because none of them made it out alive. Wait, did I, ruin, did I ruin the book? You ruined books. I ruined books. You ruined there books. We go. uh, going back kind of, you know, to, to think about sort of, you know, what we have in terms of the scale uh, of everything. I loved all of sort of, as you mentioned, Dave, sort of like, you know, the the objects that they are using like in their home yeah that's on their side like their that's their size you know because they're using pieces of our stuff for their material yeah right whether it's like a birthday candle or like a match is like a torch yeah i loved all of the more complex yes components that they had that sort of made up uh you know their their modes of transportation that they had inside of all of our houses you know whether it was like sort of like a, a tin can that was kind of like on rails that had a string attached to it that they could kind of like lower themselves down like very quickly. There were so many different fun things that took those common household items and used them in a new imaginative and inventive way. It was really kind of cool. And and every time they used it, I was like, okay, what do we, what do we got now? And a majority of the time, that machine or, or however that mode of transportation was working, I was like, somebody's really going to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> just not did not have safety concerns built into these things. There were no safety concerns. Every time I looked at one, there was a moment where we have Grandpa trying to kind of hold a, an apple with his tail, and I was like, "He's oh, rest by the, in peace, by the Grandpa. Rest stem. in peace." Yeah, yeah, yeah rest like, in peace. He's trying to like his tail wrapped around the stem of an apple, and I was like, "Yo, rest in peace, Grandpa." <laughs> like this guy. Or apple. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they're just gonna eat Grandpa and forget about the apple. Like this is this is what it's like to be a little now. That pulls from one of my LOLs, but I do like when uh, the stem inevitably broke loose. And he's like, they don't make apples like they used to. It's like, okay, Grandpa, you're just ignoring reality. But that's fine. We'll move on from that. But, yeah, I I love that. Sean mentioned at the beginning of the show, it wasn't just a bit. I mean, it was. But he talked about the Rube Goldberg uh, machines because that's what they had in, like, the walls of your house. Go take a crowbar, sledgehammer, check the walls of your house. You're probably going to find an intricate array of transport (laughs) <laughs> conveyances, little chairs made out of pencil stubs. You're gonna find all kinds of crazy stuff, and that's courtesy of the littles. Yeah, it's fun. I like to. I like to think every time I go mini golfing, I just come home with a couple extra pencils and I just throw them on the floor. And I, just I open up he... a vent and I just toss them in. Oh, yeah, there you go. I just yeah. assume the littles are just always making their own IKEA furniture out of my crap. Yeah, it would be great actually if you could just leave trash around your house and these like littles would just come and <laughs> clean it up and then repurpose it into their own stuff because <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're essentially taking our trash. I like that they put like uh, there was a postage stamp in the littles family like kitchen, and they have it as sort of like a painting on the wall. So it's mm-hmm. it's, it's super cute because it lets you know like the scale of it, but it's also like fun that they're repurposing our trash essentially. It's kind of neat. It's very Captain Planet to them. We're trying to reduce, reuse, recycle <laughs> yes. everything that we have that's available. The carbon footprint of the entire civilization <laughs> of littles like does not even amount to like one human. I don't think. But. <laughs> 
Well, it's hard because they're just buying carbon credits. Like they're still polluting significantly. They're just offsetting. In they are. They participate they in a carbon economy, which is, you know, still very progressive of them because we don't even do that. It's very weird when you you look in season three, when you get down into the coal mine of all the littles and you're just like, oof, the business practices that they have in place here are not good. They are brutal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we were talking about safety concerns? They are not addressed not in existing. the mines. Not even there. My God. See, you should have watched the entire series. We're telling yeah, you. This is what happens. This is a thing that happens in our <laughs> reboot and nowhere else. I, I will say, though, that uh, another thing I liked was the story, at least in the movie, because the series just kind of picks up and runs with the conceit that we talked about. There's not really a great connection to the movie, as far as I know. But I like the insanity of the movie's plot because it starts with that introduction to Henry, and this is kind of an LOL, and you <laughs> learn immediately that his parents are archaeologists whose, like, plane went down in Africa and they're lost. So oh God. Henry was in the care of, like, the, you know, like the housekeeper for a little bit. But then they're like, well, can't do that forever. So we're going to ship you off to your insane, uh, awful uncle Augustus because he's now your, like, caregiver. Sorry. That was yeah. insane, but I was like, okay, they're going for it. That's at yeah. least an interesting, weird orphan origin story for it, Henry. It, like, it, it just to, like, set the scene. Yeah. You come in on Here Come the Littles, and it, it kind of gives you a title screen. You get a pan down into this house. You're introduced to Henry. Guy's alone in his room. He's yeah. just sobbing. Super upset. What a great way to start a kid's yeah. movie. That's how this entire thing begins. Right. Like, like, that's, and it's, it's, again, like, it's very weird just in terms of, you know, understanding, like, the timeline, because, uh, I actually did see a connection between uh, what had happened in the movie versus the actual television show. Okay. Because, you know, surprise, surprise, at some point, the Littles reveal themselves to Henry. Right. Uh, you know, this was like in the a, movie. Yeah. Right. In the movie. At a very critical time where they need to, they need his assistance in terms of being able to save somebody. Which I guess clarifies our timeline. It would have made sense for that to already take place in the uh, series. Unless Correct. this was like, a prequel that came after the fact. I don't know. It didn't clarify the timeline. I lied directly to you. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it like, it doesn't, like it doesn't make sense because then in the actual series, then you have this moment where everybody's debating. You have like this (laughs) town hall or like a town council meeting. Exactly. I was like, where did all these littles come from? You have this gathering and they have some type of a hierarchy in terms of how they're doing this. And elected officials. Yeah. Yeah. There's a debate saying that like Lucy told Henry and she has to pay the consequences for it. And he talks about like their charter and yeah. then she like broke it. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> that, that's, gosh. They're like, like I, one like ironclad or aluminum clad, I guess, if you're little. Like that's their one rule. Like don't reveal the existence of our kind to the big people because it's right. going to be a disaster. So and it was interesting that that was like a part of this <laughs> this series. Like, yeah, first episode. And I like that. I like the fact that there seemed to be consequence. But looking at the timeline, you're like, there's no way any of this makes sense. No. Like it does not make sense at all in any way, shape or form. The only thing that I can think is that this show was made back in like the early 80s and then they released the actual like cartoon series and it and it ended up like from the series they were like oh well, we do have that feature that we could just release why don't we just do that I That's guess possible. why not you know? or they just wanted to explain like a weird I don't know a weird origin without really being an origin but they, I don't think they also explain how like, we know that the Littles, the family, capital L Littles, lives in uh, the Biggs, my God, the Biggs house. <laughs> the Littles family lives in the Biggs house. And they live in, like, the, the dark places, under the floorboards, between the walls, places you can't really see them. That's cool. 
where does the rest of the civilization live? Is there like an underground like uh, network that they can get from one place to another? They kind of show it a little bit with some of these like conveyances and like transportation shuttles and systems that they have. But like, is there just a vast underground network <laughs> like connecting all the littles throughout the society or the town? I don't know. I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, it seems very, very interesting. Yeah. And like, uh, there seems to be a lot of stuff to like mine in terms of the idea of Literally, what like they have coal. there. Yeah, like coal. Yeah. And so season three. And so it, it's just, it's crazy to think that they have all these things here. But what's even crazier is that they start this feature with just a boy crying in his room. <laughs> yeah. And the and, and we have two of the littles that are just kind of creeping on him. And they're just like, yo, his, their, his parents are dead. Man, his parents, man, they ain't coming like, back. Yikes. Yikes. Ugh. They're lost Wish... in Africa. They're not coming back. These but... littles are the most informed creatures in the entire show or movie. Yes. Yes, 100%. For better or worse. <laughs> See, these little eavesdroppers yeah. know everything and are way too invested in, in all of the nuance and minutia of like It's of like they're watching soap life. operas. Like, yeah. yeah, it's so crazy to think that they're just like, yo, we saw Henry the other day. Like, he was doing it. Like, it just felt like Henry is like their topic of gossip around the table, like the dinner 24/7. table all the time. Yeah, like, you know, they're just like, oh, we got to. Got to turn on the bigs. Got to creep on these people. Yeah. I mean, I what know. else are you going to do? But, I mean, just kudos to them for just, you know, creating a thing with, like, you know, archaeologist parents where they, they're on a plane that gets damaged in Africa. And then, and that sets the tone yes. for the show. Yeah. And like, if you... If you're like, hey, Sean, does this happen in like the first five or 10 minutes? I'm like, no, this happens in the first 30 seconds. 30 seconds. And then the littles, like, they they elaborate on it because they're like, okay, first we learn that Henry's parents like disappeared in Africa. And you're like, well, that's weird. But then we learn from the littles that like, they're archaeologists. They were on a plane trip. Their plane went down. They haven't been heard from since. I'm like, are you on like an RSS feed with like all the local and latest like alerts for the little or the big family? There were two seconds where I was like, yo, this was an inside job by a little, like one of them like pulled <laughs> the something on up. the plane. To like be they fair, were just trying to get rid they, of them. They do engage in some very subtle domestic terrorism in, in both <laughs> the movie and the series. So I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if that actually happened at some point. Yeah, they really do mess up. They're like little gremlins sometimes. Yeah. They mess with the machinery. They set fires. <laughs> they steal stuff. They kind of destroy some stuff. Terrorize all, all, animals? Yeah, they do to an extent. Dave, they, they strap a paintbrush to a cat's head. The cat liked it. No, it I don't. The cat didn't like the uh, the altercation with the dog. Okay. Famously. So, I'm just, you know. I'm confused that you said that cats enjoy having paintbrushes like strapped to their heads. They didn't mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on record. Oh, you know what? Our lawyers are sending us a message right now. <laughs> that one was specifically to me. Yeah, just the subject says shut it down. <laughs> shut it all down. Yeah. Uh, I will say one of the other things I like in this story, there's not a whole lot of allegory. There's not really any story beyond what we've already set up. It's essentially like Henry goes to live with this this crappy Scrooge-like uncle who is really just the worst. Like there's no redeeming qualities to this guy at all, even by the movie's end. I loved him. Loved every minute of him. I liked him. I've got some in the bad section too that they, you know, he's a very just one note character and that was it. Um, And that's it. So Henry and the the Littles kind of travel there together. They get themselves out of a jam over the course of this like hour and 15 minutes. And that's pretty much it. There's not really a whole lot of resolution to it, but uh, I completely lost my little train of thought. I don't know where I was going with anything. Oh, little train of thought. <laughs> they just crawled into your ear, poked on your brain, forgot what you were going to say. Gremlins and cats. I d- oh, so what I liked was that they made the cat, instead of an enemy, which like everything eats littles, 
rats, cats, dogs, humans, if they find them, I guess, would eat them like a little Ortolan. Uh, but they don't look up Ortolan. Um, but I like that they actually made friends with the cat. It was sort of like the, the fable with the uh, lion with a thorn in its paw, wherever that came from originally. They have this in Littles. And I was like, that's cute. I like that they have, like, animal friends that they don't just get eaten by everything. It's like David the Gnome and Swift the Fox. Like, I love those animal pairings. There's a really weird one in the series with Slick the Turtle, who is 100% my spirit animal. Because it's just this dopey turtle. They strap roller skates to him. He's just kind of along for the ride, man. I love him so much. He's pretty great. He's great. He's, he's really he's really enjoyable. He's not really there for any reason other than to just be super cute. But can you give me an impression of, like, every time he opens his mouth? What is he? He's just kind of... Yeah. That's it. It just... He just... Whole? Whole? Whole time. That's it. Just very it, curious and inquisitive about everything and very confused by everything that's going on. That turtle looks stoned to the bone and yeah. just happy to be there and is having a good time. I just like that they found roller skates tiny enough to put on an already tiny turtle's feet. Oh, my God. So it's, cute. It's ridiculous. I, I will say something good for me. Yeah. I loved the motto that they gave the Littles. And what was that? Uh, littles don't take stuff without giving something back in return. Right. So they're you little know? barterers. Yeah. They're a little like, you know, they like they at least have morals. Like there's, right. you know, just in terms of like what they do. They're, they live they under- in a society. They right. don't hoard toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um, you know, and like, and, and to that response, I was like, you know, they, they don't take stuff without giving something back in return. And I'm just right. like, maybe give Henry back his parents. Cause maybe we know it was an inside job gang. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe at least one. Yeah. Just one parent. If you're going like, to take I, one, just give one yeah, back. You, know? you pick. You know? Either <laughs> one. Like, yeah. It's fine. Make this, make this a, a saw situation with the littles. Yikes. <laughs> just like season four. It's season four. You would weird. have to make the tiniest torture <laughs> devices to run these littles through. <laughs> but, It'd be so small, and they would still be cute, but horrendous at the same time. It would just be whatever, like the like you know the like. Do you want to play a game? But you know, just like it would have to be so much higher in pitch, yeah. That it would just be uncomfortable for. And everybody. then when it takes that jigsaw mask off at the end, it's actually slick the turtle the whole oh! time. Sorry oh? for spoilers, but oh? yeah, never saw it coming. Yeah, that would be so oh. cute. God. Speaking of so cute, one of my maybe last good things before we jump into the next section. Uh I liked in quotes the animation of the movie yes but it wasn't great like a few i agree yeah. can we we want to segue that into the bad now yeah i, I think so because i know where you're going with this and i agree i i will say that what i liked about it was they the, in the movie at least they used light and darkness and shadow and uh transitioning into scenes like if they were out in the in an open floor and then they had to go into the wall it was pretty fluid uh, yeah. as far as, like, the lighting. That was actually really well done, surprisingly well done to the point that I, like, noticed it. You usually don't notice stuff like that in cartoons unless they re- really do a good job or they do a terrible job. The animation itself, not great. Uh, comparable to other stuff in, like, the early and mid-'80s, not quite up to par. Go ahead. But there is a decent amount of action there is. that's in here. There's a and lot, it's, almost it's, it's well, It's well-directed, yes. and it's well-put-together in terms of, like, its composition. Editing and, it's, and everything's it's, fun, yeah. And it's fun to watch, yeah. you know? Like, it's it's fun to watch, but I think the direction that you and I are both going in is that when you move over to the regular series, yeah. it's like they were like, hey, what if we did Littles on a budget? And that's you do see the differences in the budget between the series and the movie itself. And I'll be honest, like, even... The script, I don't think, really helped 
uh, a lot in those cases because there are ways to like if you're working on a small budget, you can actually kind of pause and, and take a breath a little bit here and there and have just character uh, development and have a conversation between more or less still characters. You don't have to have them running all over the place. I think the thing that both the movie and the series suffered from is they felt they had to constantly be in motion without taking a chance to like sit down and like get to know a character, reestablish or, or refocus on whatever our relationship was supposed to be. Like I liked Lucy and Tom as siblings, mm-hmm. but I didn't get much of a sense of their relationship uh, beyond the little one-liners that they had, the occasional like over over <laughs> sharing of uh, scenes of, of public affection that they had, like I don't know, they could have taken a breath every once in a while and done some slower stuff. Yeah, and they and they didn't, and that yeah. brings me to something that I didn't love about the movie, as well as also the series. Everything's an emergency. It is. Everything is a crisis. Yes, in terms of what they're doing, and I, I want to be very clear when I say. Uh, I want to say that these are all preventable emergencies, yeah. and these are all preventable crises, <laughs> or they that can they at least could be have like yeah, mitigated. planned for. Sure, like even if we know it's happening, we're like, we got some time, <laughs> we can sort this out. Let's get a plan together, put our heads together, and come up with something. Or you can but, just uh, run, you know, pell mell into the fire or whatever. Oh my god! And I felt like that's what they did. They felt like uh, I felt like sometimes. for the the seventy five minute feature, yeah. here come the littles. It was just a, a head down. Let's put them in the most disastrous situations where everybody almost dies at least twice, I think. It was constant, honestly. Yeah. It was every oh, sequence God. just led into the next sequence of like something was worse. So like if they were if they got trapped in a suitcase, then they almost got discovered. And then they got dis- almost discovered, but then they almost get eaten by a rat. And then when they escape the rat, they almost get eaten by a cat. And then it just it just escalation, which is normally great and fun and you need that over the long haul. But if you don't take time to like stop and catch your breath, it just it becomes monotonous and tiring and honestly weirdly boring. Yeah. Uh, if, if they're just constantly like on the run, I'm just like eh, okay, I don't know. I'm just watching you run around. I, I don't really care at this point. Like it took a while, but at one point I was just like I don't care. Can I can I pitch something or an idea? Okay, yeah. great. Well, so. we've already got them in the coal mines. We've already run them through a tiny saw. Yeah. System. So what else you got? Right. No. So I. I because everything could have been preventable, and, and it, like it, it's it's and, and everything in this feature in the show is a crisis for them, yeah. you know, where they have to assemble a town hall and look at their charter and crap. Right. You know, you, you recognize that their entire society is based off of the idea that they are stealing little chunks of everything from us. Right. Okay. Sure. I think Let's go with that. I think I think we're all on the same page. I yeah, think we can. That's all, how they like, subsist. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the situation. Uh, and the complication is the fact that they, you know, they, they have to continue to kind of like steal these things and that every time they do that, they potentially put themselves in harm's way. Right. You know, and, and they're like hunter gatherers. Uh, yeah. And, and like, but the implication of all of this is that some of them at some point may not have made it out alive. Like mm. that, that, that's a fact. Like, I don't think that, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a kid's show and it's based off of a book and there are all these things that they're. But like, there's a moment where like we're talking about all of this where I, I honestly think I would have been way more interested in the idea that like something happened and they're like, oh, Lucy didn't make it out. And they're like, Yikes. what? <laughs> and then they have to deal with what had happened. Like I, I there was a moment where I was like, I, I almost I know it's a dark story. I know it's tragedy that we're putting in here. But at the same time, you can't put somebody in harm's way 15 times in a feature and and after the like the after the second or third time, I'm just like, do it, 
do it. Drown him in that honey. I dare you. <laughs> Make it happen. That's true. He almost that yeah. almost happened. Like yeah. just you know, Tom. Like it just if, you know for just for something to allow them to kind of take that moment to kind of process or figure things out or just be like. We really got to get our stuff together because we were just killing siblings in this show. I'm now theorizing that there exists, because I have a town council, that there exists some kind of like black ops squad among the littles whose job it is to either like rescue a captured little who gets identified while they're out and about or just executes them and like wipes them off the board like they never happen. Oh, my God. Season five. I wonder. I wonder if John Peterson's books ever got dark. Because I mean, like you know, you have to think that like people get Once old. Once he had that and... non PTSD kick in, yeah. it got real dark. Yeah. Mm. I mean, but you have to think like you know, Grandpa's old. Yeah. You know, Grandpa. Grandpa's. I would know, love not... a Grandpa prequel with some yeah. of the stuff that he said. He what? he had like pioneer days, quote unquote. Where's the Grandpa fighting, prequel? He was fighting badgers. He was fighting voles and squirrels and all kinds of other stuff that he mentioned. Yeah. God. Yeah. I'd watch that. Speaking of Grandpa, Grandpa I was say... Black Ops. He can't talk Damn, about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> basically a like a ranger he was it's just <laughs> for a, the for the little army or like a like a button man for the little mafia i don't know which right <laughs> uh, i i will say we had the same voice actor for the grandfather yeah in, in both i will say i loved him in the feature he was great what, what didn't work for me was some of the voice direction in the series itself a little off yeah a little i want to say a little lackluster just in terms of uh, you could tell people in the future were just like, yeah, this is a thing that might not make sense in terms of the little timeline. Sure. Don't worry about it. Uh, but like well, he in the was feature, also like in the future, he was really kind of like the, the heroic force. Right. He was basically the one that was like going to rescue the kids and he had to call upon the help of like some cousins and some other stuff. But he was the one that was kind of like experienced and the, the aggressive kind of player and, and organized everybody around to like get stuff done. Right. In the series, it's more about the kids. The yeah. focus shifts to the, to the kids and to Henry. So he doesn't really have as much to do. So I feel like he kind of just like kicks back a little bit. It's a bummer. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. The theme song. I hated the animation in the theme song. That's uh, interesting. I The the uh, the music, I remember because I used to watch the Littles and on you're TV. O- you're okay and with the, the music. Yeah. I, I was okay with the music. I had that nostalgic anchor, so I was okay with that. In fact, like I started kind of humming along with it a little bit. It's not the greatest song ever, but for me, like I (laughs) I enjoyed it. Was don't you think? Yeah, it's like it's a it's a real banger. And so (laughs) you put a beat behind that, and like you'll never stop bopping your head to it. It's great. Uh, But man, the animation in the first couple seconds, which was this like belabored view of Henry trying to turn his face. (laughs) There was a moment where I was like, is he an Andrew? I'm going to throw up. I there was like, this, were moments, is, this, this is so bad. There were moments in the series where they tried to show him like just turning like a corner and like one arm would be about eight feet long and the other one would just be like a stump. And you're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, is he turbo teening right now? What is happening? Is he trying to turn into a little? Uh, it's funny that we had opposite opinions of the intro though, because I actually liked the camera direction of the intro sequence because they played with trying to like change perspective and trying to go from like the big world down to the little world in like a wonder. Like they tried to actually do that in animation, which is tough enough in live action. I but don't to know. Try to do... you, you might be more of a maniac than Ben going in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting. At least it wasn't the same old thing. It wasn't the clip show. It wasn't, you know, okay. recycled animation. It wasn't something that was like, 
obviously put together with more of a budget than the actual show itself so that it looked different. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like an anime <laughs> style to begin with. So I at least appreciated that they tried to like get the sense of scale and like shifting scope and scale in the interesting. I hated the song. Absolutely hated that song. <laughs> really? I, I, it doesn't stick in my head wow. because I like I have like an immune response Here built up to it. Nope, it won't stay. Right now, neutrophils are attacking this, the song molecules and driving it out of my system. I'm sweating that song out as I speak. Are you sure? Yeah, I hope that's Dave, what it is. Because Dave, here come the little. It doesn't stick. It doesn't. No. Are you sure? I got it. I'm it's sweating real, more. It's an earworm that is just banging around no, in the old dome. That right doesn't now. stick in my it. head. I'll yep. I'll let you know in about eight hours if it's still there. I'm gonna text you throughout the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, and night. <laughs> and just and just painfully, just like word by word. Here come the littles. So it sounds oh, like a for threat. Phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just get this burner. <laughs> can I can I say something else that, that really bugged me about yeah. uh, specifically the movie? Oh, please. That we have a difference of opinion on. You really liked Augustus. Oh yeah, yeah. He was too mustache twirly for me because there's nothing interesting about him. We we get this Scrooge-like caretaker in a dilapidated house. Everything is dark. Uh, he pretends to be kind of like an okay guy when the the housekeeper's there and drops Henry off, and then he's like completely wretched the entire time. It's like a Cinderella thing where he just abuses this kid, turns him into his slave basically, berates him at every turn, and then is like, (laughs) by the way, I don't only own you and this house, which is garbage. I own your parents' house, and I'm going to bulldoze it, and I'm going to put up a shopping center. (laughs) Like, that was that was the best excuse. And when you realize that his house is in like a like a development, yeah. in sort of like a, a like a suburban cul-de-sac yeah, like style cul-de-sac. development, he was just like, "I'm going to demolish your house and build a like a strip mall." Like, like what? Where and how? And and you gotta get zone like rezoning permits. Yeah, uh, our lawyers just messaged us. They said it's possible. They did say it's possible, mm. but it's gonna cost some some yeah. little some bucks. Real some real cartoon coins. <laughs> some real cartoon currency. But it's just like how much. We've already got disappeared parents uh, from a plane in Africa. May or may not have been caused by the littles. We don't know. But then we've also got this guy. It turns out he's been, like, practicing forging his his nephew or, I guess. Dave, at one point, he's just, like, he, he opens his breast pocket of his jacket, pulls out a letter. Yeah. Who has a he's letter? He's got it ready to go. He's got a written handwritten it's letter like goes, this this gives me the ability to be able to do whatever i want to you and i'm like you know what nobody's gonna disprove this and you couldn't see it but sean was literally twirling his mustache as he did it yep but then we learn thanks to the one character we haven't really mentioned because i hate him uh dinky the one saving grace he does in the show uh in the movie even is that he discovers that Augustus has been practicing his brother, I guess, his brother's handwriting so that he could make this, like, forged document. It's a long stretch to go to get to, like, this level of villainy for something that ultimately doesn't (laughs) amount to anything. But, like, it went went to crazy town in, like, a fire bus immediately and and had, like, Bengal tires jumping off of how crazy it was. I was so on board with just... The, like the weird level of insanity for this base reality. They were like, well, parents stuck in Africa. He's an orphan. Like he's a, basically an he's orphan. He's basically now. an orphan. Yeah. You know, he's going to have his house in like the suburbs bowled into it, like bulldozed into a shopping yes. center. Yeah. And his insult to injury. Yeah. And his uncle has been freaking forging letters. I'm like, this is, this is, this feels like every five year old's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the only good thing is that you've this. discovered like a little civilization that can be <laughs> your friends and also set everything else on fire. 
it was it was so bonkers to be able to put all of this together. I was like, oh, the littles are like the least crazy thing that yes. are happening in it this was, world. It was on the same par as like a Lemony Snicket. But at least in yeah. Lemony Snicket, like that villain is supposed to be like the height of villainy. And I'm sure it was in this cartoon too. It was just kind of like, even at the end, <laughs> even at the end, he's pretty much just like he shows up at the house. Uh, Henry has gone to the cops to just be like, <laughs> My crazy uncle is, like, abusing me, and he's forging these letters, so please come arrest him. And at the, Well, I'm going to save it for the LOL. But okay. even at the end, nothing really happens to him, and everything kind of goes back to normal. There's no, like, redemptive arc for him. We don't learn why he's ticked off with the rest of his family, why he's doing what he's doing. There's nothing else to it except that he's just, he's an evil old dude. That's it. Yeah, I just assumed that, you know, in the actual series, at some point, the Littles had been, like, Saw-style torturing him for years. Well, we, we like, do learn that we Grandpa used to live there. Yeah. So Grandpa had like a whole room in that house set up, and he has his old books right. there, and that's like the the cozy place that they, the the uh, the younger littles Tom and Lucy kind of find like refuge when they're trapped there. But the it's like matchbox want, bed and stuff. That yeah, like give this. me that yeah. story though. Like I want to I want to know more about Grandpa's backstory. Again, yeah. Do a prequel with him growing up. Like I'd watch that. I have two more things that I I was not super jazzed about. Well, before we get off of Augustus, how did you feel okay. about uh, Doctor Hunter? Oh, that was the one of the things I wanted to talk okay, about. Yeah, yeah, no, he's the worst. He yeah. he was such a trash villain in, in terms of what's there. And if you're just like, ah, oh, Sean, you've been you've been kind of ragging on some of these people a little bit. I, he's walking around with a device that measures <laughs> subnormal heartbeats. Not even just he, walking. Like, they're driving around in, yeah. like, a trailer just across the country. <laughs> just him and another dude, McPherson. And, like, and his scheme is that, like, he's taken some photos that, like, kind of show, like, a tail and, like, some footprints. Like little footprints. Of, yeah. like, a, of a small society that he wants to, to capture. Now, he, I guess here's the, here's the thing I don't like. Yeah. This sounds like a great scientific discovery. Hmm. Okay, like to find something like this, like that would be rather interesting. I think that we'd all be like, wow, I want to know more about that sure. in the world. Right. He is coming at it from a perspective of I'm going to get these things and then I'm going to murder them. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, like, I'm basically going to like no, experiment yeah, there, to, to death. <laughs> there was no reason for him to be malicious no. in his direction. They were just like, he's, and, and again, you know, we, we talked about the fact that like, you know, the, this episode is called Beware of Hunter, which right. grammatically is trash. It's to like disguise that it's like not the hunter. Yeah. His name is Hunter. Like nobody His cares. name is Dr. Hunter. Nobody, and, even Ben doesn't care. And he's got a vacuum. And we're all just like, knock it I off. cannot wait to get to the LOLs because the Stop vacuum it. takes up 60% of them. Um, <laughs> the only thing that I was like kind of okay with was sort of that Harry and the Hendersons plot. Like if he would have been a hunter or a collector even instead of like a weird mad scientist. If he would have been a collector of like rare rarities and like you know rare species or was like a trophy hunter something like that sure Fine. like a crate like a craven but for little people right <laughs> for little people <laughs> season six yep. so like that if he was a collector that would have been fine the experiment it made no sense because uh, normally like a scientist now i know this is like 80s mad science cartoon logic but like a scientist would be like cool let's study this civilization and let's learn more about them like henry does but it, it is what it is yeah, I don't know who's worse, Augustus yeah. or Hunter. Neither of them really makes sense. I know. I think uh, I think Hunter is the worst, okay. and, and and the reason is because it, it leads into my final bad point okay. I have about this. If if Dave, if you thought the animation in the future <laughs> was not that great, 
have you have I introduced you to how bad this trash is in the actual series? It's because pretty, it is pretty bad. There is a moment where, as we mentioned, Dr. Hunter knocks on the door, and it's your first introduction to the parents. Yeah. And it's Especially as for if, us, having thought that they were like dead <laughs> yeah. on the Nile somewhere. <laughs> like, we were so like, shame on you, Ben, for leading us in the wrong direction mm-hmm. in terms of the the chronology of how this is supposed to go <laughs> unless so, this is like a hey arnold situation where they really were lost in a jungle i don't know oh yeah well that's that's legit and checks out yeah. okay nobody's talking ill about hey arnold on this Never. show ever uh so we get this moment where like dr hunter is knocking on the door because he found some subnormal heartbeat bs that i don't care about anymore <laughs> right so he, he's walking around with like a like a dirt devil or like <laughs> trying to like suck stuff up He's uh, like a door-to-door vacuum salesman at this right. point, but he's not even like like slick enough to even use that ploy. He's like, no, no, I'm a scientist with a vacuum. Okay, and, come and, on in. Yeah, and, but he knocks on the door. Parents open, and they just like they are wide-eyed, <laughs> staring at him, not blinking, and they're just like, oh, who are you? And he explains, and they still have their eyes open, not blinking. And I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. And then in the last half a second before it cuts. The dad blinks, and I was like, "That mom is still dead inside. Yep. What the heck is she's going on?" She's being puppeted by littles I'm, on the inside. She's marionetted. She's, she's weakened and burned with littles right. on the inside littles of her on body. The inside. We and said they I, were good at machines and stuff. Uh I, I, I almost threw up. I was so. It's almost out. as bad as the wonky asymmetric blinks in uh, Monster <laughs> by Mistake, which is still one of my favorite Canadian productions ever. We stopped and watched that thing so many times, like just eyes <laughs> googling in different directions. Uh, my only two other gripes, one is technical, one okay. from an audio standpoint, Henry sounds crystal clear, like perfect. Like everything he delivers is great. When it comes to the littles, they all sound like they're inside of like a tin can, and I don't yeah. know why. It was it was just odd enough that it was different sound. I don't know if they did something in post-production or if they wanted to get a particular like smaller sound from the, I have no idea, but it was weird. And I don't know if some of this, like I, I will say... A good thing that I didn't mention is that the the version of the movie that we found that's on YouTube, if you search for it, that came up has like some real like tracking yeah stuff that from VHS. whoever yeah from a VHS tape when anybody uploaded this, uh, and man is it all over the place for the first couple seconds like there there are problems with the sound throughout and so I don't know if it was just a bad rip but there are definitely moments where there's like sound effects like the rat screeching oh, the which sound sounded like a space labor laser Throughout, yeah uh, oh my god like some of them were just bad and i don't know if those were the ripper if that was the actual stuff from the show i think it was the stuff from the show cuz it's just bad canned foley like if you've watched sure. decades of cartoons you're like yeah i recognize that that's okay that's fine you paid 36 cents for that so cool yeah but i mean it was that my audio issues came more with the series actually which had a pretty oh, good really? pretty good rips yeah okay um yeah. so it was just noticeable. No big deal. Just something sure. weird. The other thing that I thought was interesting, a PSA at the end of the first episode. Kind of. Kind of a PSA. So it's Maybe. it's weird because we liked their Rube Goldberg machines. We like seeing how the Littles repurpose our stuff into making their stuff. So they made a, a telegraph machine from like thumbtacks and a paperclip or whatever. They made a printing press from essentially like a, an eraser and then a ballpoint pen and some ink that they could use as a printing press. I'm like, that's super cool. And then they have a weird PSA showing how the, like, the Littles made it. And it, part of me is like, that's cool. I like that they went the extra mile and showed like the ingenuity that they had. But then much like Henry, who was just kind of like, cool. <laughs> At the end, he was like, 
I don't know what to do with this information, so <laughs> I guess the show's over. Yeah, help me. And that's thanks how for I making felt. this small stamp thanks that I don't for, need. Thanks for ruining an eraser, I guess. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just it was just funny and weird. That is probably more of an LOL, uh, so why don't we get into it? Let's get into LOL, oh, because I think boy. I've actually talked about almost all of my yeah. LOLs, except for one small after dark subsection that I could get into later. Interesting. Yep, yep. I will say, before we get into After Dark stuff, I really like the grandpa. He had some really good one-liners. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of them revolving around apples. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I want to know more about his pioneer days. He reminds me of, uh, what's his name from Gargoyles? Hudson. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He reminds me. He's just like the kindly old grandfather, but he can like he can whip you at the same time. Like, he- he's capable. He's not just there for, like, you know morality plays or lessons or whatever like he can get out there and he can he can he can get into the fight right um just a lot of one-liners were kind of funny there's there's a moment where lucy and tom are in these little like sacks and lucy says you know this is fun like a potato sack race and then tom says if augustus finds us we'll be mashed potatoes and i just <laughs> thought that was like super violent for kids like, like the visual of that of this old man just squashing these mice flat with his shoe but again you know they, like they constantly live in crisis. This they do. is like they're they Constant should be fear. they should have been mashed potatoes. They should have <laughs> like been multiple times or drowned one in honey them. or eaten by a cat or a rat or trapped in a mousetrap. Like uh, there's uh, so many times set a fire like so many times. Uh, a one, lawnmower. A lawnmower? Yeah, anything. Plane, the plane, plane that crashed. crashed. Yep, yep, falling from the sky. That whole sequence with Dinky was completely unnecessary, but here we are. Uh I did like one thing about Augustus, not just him pulling that paper from his pocket whenever he wanted to shove it in Henry's face. I love, this is a man who's set up that he lives alone. He does not really take care of his house. That's kind of why he wants Henry there as like a, a slave slash housekeeper. He detests housekeepers. That's why the, the nanny could not live with Henry in the house. She could not come with him because Augustus was like, nope. So Augustus has nobody else living there. He goes through the trouble of making this dinner. Now, it's not much. It's basically just soup. But it's got silver bowls and platters and silverware and trays all set up for Henry. When Henry doesn't take, like, a sip of soup, he just destroys the whole thing. His own food included. He just takes a cane to the entire table and just wipes it out. Like Bill Murray and Ghostbusters, like, just takes everything but the flowers out. (laughs) And I just thought it was so funny that he went through all this trouble to make food for a person he hates and then just destroys everything in front of him. It was about as super villainous as he would get. Even that line where he just goes, finish your soup. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. So so much. So funny. So over the top. God. Is there anything else that uh, made you laugh? I mean, just all of the, you know... All of the After Dark stuff from the series itself made me crack was it, up. Was it mostly Tom and Lucy's weird chemistry? Uh, oh, no. You didn't pick so, up on that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. Picked up on their, their weird, uh, incestuous, like, quasi-incestuous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, not what made me, uh, that's not what made me laugh really hard. Uh, it, it's, we'll, we'll take it in three beats. Sure. Um, First is that the the episode after like this wonk animation intro <laughs> and this unforgettably delightful theme song uh, plays and then it, it's just again it's like it's 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 Henry in his room by himself and then he just walks over to the door and he just takes a key out like a key and just locks it and I was like what is about to happen yeah. now like. This just got Henry's real. Up. I don't know what it is about just like that type of like privacy 
and uh, it just know, got the internet. Is I'm just like, oh, this got weirdly horny. Like, why did this get weirdly? Like, this is a me thing. If you're listening and you're just like, it's, it's a, a Keyshawn, get over it. Like, yeah. just chill. Uh, I recognize, you know, whatever. I- I'm fine, you know, with this. But like, he he then goes and like he sets up this uh, like an Atari joystick. Yeah. And then in order to like operate the Atari joystick, you've got Tom Little like humping the side of it, just like <laughs> going to town. He's, That's how I and, do it. And and, and Henry and Henry and Tom's exchange, he goes, "I've never done one of these." He goes, "Now it's your chance." And I was like, "What are these two doing?" Remember like, that the door I, is locked this entire time. Yeah, the door is locked. Like this is going on, and I'm just like, "Mom, don't come in. I'm playing with my little furry friends." <laughs> yeah, nope, nope. It's just, I I definitely I, I like I paused for a second and I was like, uh, okay, this this feels weird. And it's not just like the delivery of the voice, the animation again, just because of like how kind of jank yeah. and like wonky it is. Like the the motion of Tom like moving the joystick is just it really just looks like he's like punishing the side of this thing, <laughs> yeah, just like going was. down. And I have to say too, part of that like it all starts with this intro. One of the funniest things. If you don't watch anything else, watch this intro again. I know we're an hour into this or so, and you, you know more about it than you ever wanted to, unless you're yeah. Ben. But if you know nothing about this show, and your first introduction to anything is a wonky-eyed Henry, kind of like wall-eyed staring at the camera and just going, I have a secret. I'm the only one who can see a family of little people who live inside <laughs> the walls. Like, it is insane. He <laughs> comes across like a completely crazy person, and it's so delightful because it's done with like such pure intent. Like it's a kid's show. It's like yeah. I have a secret. I can see a family of little people live inside the wall, but out without that context, he's complete. He should be committed. It, yeah, like it's oh, it's, it's off the rocker. It, I mean, call up Arkham. Let's get this kid committed. The third, yeah, the third piece of this is at the very end of the episode, Dave. Very end of the episode. Like they've like. Henry has been able to save uh to to save Tom and Lucy and 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 they are back you know in like whatever this town hall meeting is right. and and now Henry can't get inside he's like looking through like a grate in the yeah. side of like a building yeah he's like king Kong, essentially yeah. at this point yeah <laughs> yeah and so they're doing this and like you know there's that kind of like there's that laugh ending that everybody's familiar oh, with God. in terms of like what happens. That's like God Both awful in the movie in the, and in the, in the, in the, in the TV show. series. Yeah. And so like, you don't need it, but like the laugh end is, is one of, is one of the most cringe worthy things. And then again, to go along on this horny train of kind of like how they do this stuff, Lucy like puts her butt up and then <laughs> she puts, she puts her you butt up. You need to watch this episode for this, but so, I love Sean's description so of it. so uncomfortable with it. Lucy so uncom- puts her butt up. She puts her butt up and then. Season seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then she shakes her tail that has like a little floof at the end of it yeah. underneath Henry's nose. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of tee-hee giggles. Mm-hmm. Everybody laughs. Cut. PSA. <laughs> and I'm just like. Right to the PSA. I just went, sh- I just, I went, shut up. I wrote. Uh, I wrote. So, LOL at all the littles being terrified of Henry and double LOL at Lucy tickling Henry's nose with her tail. She about to get it. <laughs> it's in my notes. She about to get it. It's it was like it's very it was, wrong. Yeah, it look it it it's wrong, but like if you watch this oh, yeah. in all of the context, yeah. like watch the episode, you're just like, that is weird and that is it's slightly still weird out of nowhere. It, it is slightly suggestive and it's uncomfortable to watch. Any 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 like laugh end 
is uncomfortable to watch. This is extra super cringeworthy. Yeah. It was funny because we had, you know, an hour and 45 minutes uh, of context at this point. We're like, <sighs> we get it. Little's like, we're, we're good. Oh, you're going to throw, <laughs> throw that in at the end? Interesting. Uh, the only other thing that really made me laugh in this was Sean mentioned it earlier when the Dr. Hunter and McPherson or whoever show up at the door and the parents like dead eyed stare at him. And then they're just like, what do you what do you want? He's like, I want to vacuum inside your walls to see if there are little people. And they're like, yeah, come on in. And then Henry's like, wait, what? So they just straight up tell Henry, like, this guy's going to check for mice and vacuum inside your walls. And they have to do this, like, whole thing. Song We're like, no, my turtle got in that. Like, it's ridiculous. But I love that he's just like, I'm just going to vacuum inside your walls, like a normal person would say. That was God. Good. There was a moment, though, because the, the littles do get kind of, like, sucked up into this vacuum. I thought the animation mm-hmm. here was pretty cool. It really got close to, like, a Grave of the Fireflies yeah. moment. Because, yeah. like, Tom gets out of the dust and everything from the vacuum. And he's, like, looking for Lucy. He's like, Lucy, Lucy, where are you? And he pulls back, like, detritus. They're all gray and covered in dust and, and everything picked up from the vacuum. He peels this stuff back, and she's just, like, laying there, basically, like, lifeless and dead. And he's freaking out for a couple of seconds. And then turns out she's just joking with him. He's like, Lucy, Lucy, say something. And she just says, like, gibberish. And then they go back to just being, like, goofy and fun again. But I was like, good God. Like, it was almost grave of the fireflies. <laughs> again, close. it would have gave them some consequences Sure. To actually deal with. Sure. Or if one of them had been captured and they had to go rescue them back so they didn't have evidence. Anything like that. That's yeah, my, my major gripe. I don't know. I'm going to save it for my recommendation. All right. Or not. Well, I think we're at the point now where we can actually talk and give a recommendation. Yeah. So if you are a new or returning listener. Oh, wow. What a first episode for you. Oh, boy. Get ready. <laughs> uh, for our recommendations, we can tell you that we recommend something. And we can say exactly why we would recommend and why we think it's a good use of your time. We can also say that we don't recommend something, and we'll give you some context and some details why we think that you could spend your time elsewhere watching another cartoon. In fact, we could probably make a dozen recommendations at this point. Of or like awesome 260, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, and then if we don't recommend something, we can go one step further, and we can give this the Who Framed Roger Rabbit style dip. Yes, the dip from the movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? We can get rid of a cartoon. We can erase it from the annals of cartoon history. We will only then really talk about it. We'll still talk about it on the show, but it will always be in a negative light and tone. Again, looking at you, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Mm -hmm. you're the worst cartoon. So keeping that in mind, we have essentially two shows for us to talk about tonight. And so, Dave, I wanted to get your, your recommendation. How are you feeling about the movie? How are you feeling about the series? Uh, big differences between them. Break it down for me. Sure. So for the movie, there is a good movie in there somewhere. Okay. Uh, I think it could actually do well as even a, a live action adaptation like The Borrowers did. I'm not saying The Borrowers adaptations were good. I'm just saying that they were made. Uh, however. <laughs> Shade. They're not great. Go back and watch the like 90s one with John Goodman. It's not good. Eh. But there's something interesting here that's on the on the level of like recent shows like even Lock and Key or Lemony Snicket. There's like some interesting mythology here if they want to take it a little more seriously rather than be so goofy. Like you were saying, like add some stakes to it. Right. Actually add some like peril rather than just like insane kind of like, oh, we almost died, but we, we got out of there again. Action. But this script is a mess for the movie. It starts out okay and then maybe halfway through it just starts to crash. So I can't recommend the movie. 
Um, I would say if you're interested, read The Borrowers, read The Littles, watch Secret World of Arietti, which is really well done, or watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or even like Fern Gully, because they have a lot of those same things in common. So for me, it's not a recommend. What about you for the movie? For the movie, I'm actually a recommend. Interesting. I thought because it was because it was better done than the series by yep. comparison uh, in terms of like animation and, and just sort of the content. Yes, I, I kind of railed against the idea that it's constantly in crisis for the littles, but just the premise that they build and that they posit and drop Henry into is so like is so crazy. <laughs> That there was a part of me that was just like, all right, I want to see if somebody, if something actually happens that builds consequence and some stakes on this, I want to see how they ultimately get out of it. Is it basically like watching uh, like a Disney Channel movie from like the 90s where, you know, a kid is is pitted against an adult and then comes out, you know, the the victor? Yeah, 100%. And he's yeah. aided by a bunch of tiny little people, which <laughs> I thought was interesting. Yeah. And and I thought that their world and and what mythology we did get was enough where if I thought to myself, yeah, I, I would I would watch more to to learn something additional. Yes, I can definitely recommend the movie. I think if you're gonna watch anything for the littles, here come the littles, 74 minutes, get your fix, get out. I, I will say it. I watched it at one and a quarter speed at one point and I was still like this is moving both too quickly for the narrative and too slow for me. So yeah. we're split on that one. But what do you think about the series before I give you my take? Uh, mm, boy, I don't recommend it. I, I really I can't recommend it. it. It's it is very janky. It is very wonky. Uh, I, I just I, I felt like I felt like this is really only something that I'd be super interested in a feature. Uh, and I don't felt I don't feel like the series continued or or built off of or created anything new or additional that I hadn't seen other than maybe exploring a little bit about the society that they had that was there. Yeah. But even then I like, I don't, I still don't feel like I got enough and it wasn't interesting enough for me to want to continue to watch it further. So I do not recommend the here come or the, the littles, the series. We're pretty much in the same boat. Like I love the premise. I think there's a good story there somewhere. It's just that this execution of it wasn't it. It somehow managed to take an interesting premise that should have some like peril and some stakes and just made it kind of boring. Uh, it was relatively slow and boring. And then in, in addition to all the like technical wonk, I don't, I just, no, I didn't really want to see more of it. Sorry, Ben. So yeah. that's a not recommend. So now we've got two don't recommends for the littles of the series. Is that dip worthy though? I don't think it's dip worthy for Same. me. Same. I don't. The, I don't feel like there was anything that was like it was boring and it was slow and I don't think it did anything. But I don't think it was like offensive or. No, or, no definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with the fact that I watched it. I mean, the theme song alone should should have been dipped. This in the had first a theme song. <laughs> or the the series. Oh come on! There it is. <laughs> Damn it! Um, it's been dipped in in Dave's mind. That's right. But yeah, I don't think uh I don't think it needs to. I don't think it needs to be dipped. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you have it. Ben, thank you for telling us to watch a feature and then <laughs> making us watch a feature plus the first episode of the series. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. You maniac. We're waiting for you to recommend us watch something else. I'm sure it'll probably be... Canadian. <laughs> Deke related. Again. Damn it. I hope it's something that both of us can pronounce differently. Yeah. Like Kissifer. Kissifer. All right. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you. This concludes and, and 
closes the very, very tiny, tiny book on so the littles. Well. Yeah. Well, you heard him on this episode. Our friend Bobby Anthem. You can hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. Check him out on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show called In Search of My Lost Soul that is inside of the Inhumans podcast stream. It's a BOGO. It's a two-for-one. Don't worry. Uh, It's wonderful. Please check it out. You can find Inhuman Experience on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Dave, what do you got going on? Same old stuff, bud. If you're interested in my daily writings, you can check me out as an editor at Collider.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can do so at DrClawMD. And if you got a bunch of free time on your hands and you're the reading sort, you can pick up The Science of Breaking Bad from MIT Press, available wherever books are sold. What else is going on with you, bud? Oh, man. Well, I am not doing <laughs> improv. <laughs> yeah. I, I perform live improv comedy in Washington, D.C., with a group that's called Knox, that's N-O-X exclamation point. But guess what? Nobody is doing anything right now. So that is fine and to be understood. Can so. I ask Can I ask a question for our listeners out there if they're yeah, still yeah, listening? Yeah, please. What please. are you guys up to? If you're stuck at home, like what are you doing with your time? Are you working on something you've always wanted to do? Did you always want to start a podcast with your friends and you're finally doing it? Did you always want to write that book that you've been thinking about for years and you're finally doing it or not? I'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Want to know how you guys are trying to keep yourself sane. Yeah. I'm just trying to to work out, get some writing done. That's uh, great. I've been building a small okay. uh, miniature city inside my walls. Damn it. Damn it. So, you know, normal. Yeah, completely checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Uh, as well as also, I do have a comedy podcast that the first season is out now. It is called The Bureau. Uh, you can check out. I think all eight episodes have been published and are available to consume right now. Who knows? We want to do a second season, but we all can't get together in the same room right now to actually be able to do it. <laughs> so we will eventually, because I'm sure a lot of you are listening and saying, but you and Dave aren't in the same room when you record. Uh, and to that, I say, well keen ear listener uh but at the same time you know uh this requires a little bit more in terms of production so yeah but you can give that a listen you can listen anywhere uh you know that you download podcasts check out the bureau if you like earwolves the teacher's lounge it's very similar to that but just with a bunch of people who happen to work for the fbi want to support us oh man bet you do thanks for doing that you can (laughs) you can swing on over to our patreon page and you can search saturday morning cartoons become a patron thank you we appreciate it also just tell a friend i mean we don't understand how apple itunes reviews work and we never will six years in we gave up uh but you can also go over there and leave us a review we do read them and we get a great chuckle and laugh out of them so thank you in advance uh, but just tell a friend. We'd prefer that you tell a friend and that they get excited about the show in the same way that you enjoy listening to the show. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter at Morning Tunes. Remember, that's Morning with a U. Check out our Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email to SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all these links in the link tree, which is in the bio for all of our social media sites. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere to find podcasts are sold. Thank you guys so much for listening. <sighs> more listener requests next week? Yeah, I think we're going to do more listener requests. We have a couple. to. We got to. I don't oh. want to go to jail for cartoon-related offenses. Yeah, you're right. We just got a another legal notice coming in from our cartoon lawyers that says it's mandatory fun. Yeah. So here we go. Oh, gosh. Well, stay safe. Uh, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next week. See you. 
I'm gonna give you a little tickle with my tail. Oh, do them, <laughs> do them little cheeks clap. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.